All right. Welcome back to the Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and we'd like to thank you for tuning into another uh, episode. We always appreciate when you guys tune in, and uh, we'd always uh, like to show appreciation for our sponsor of the evening, which is Rube's Brews. Uh, you can check them out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, they have some uh, interesting beers coming up. All good stuff. I've uh, tried a couple of the new uh, Rube's Brews that have come out, and uh can say for myself, they are uh, delicious as uh, as usual. But uh, anyway, uh, tonight on the podcast, we uh, we usually kind of do podcasts, uh, you know, person to person. But every once in a while, we come across somebody that uh, we just really want to have on the show, and that uh, you know uh, has some insight and uh, into the the world of hockey, the world of the sport itself. Um, and today, we're kind of uh, coming on somebody that's into a bit of. Uh, uh, we, I'd put him in the training area, um, but uh, he's come out with this really cool new product um, that uh, I've seen a lot of people using. Uh, it's the Super Deeker. Um, but anyway, we have the, and I always try and get the title out uh, beforehand, but uh, we have on tonight Andy Healy. Uh, Andy, what is your title um, uh, with the Super Deeker? Um, are you the creator? Um, what's, uh, what, what, what is your title with the group? And also, thank you for coming on. No, thanks for having me. Uh, my title is the commercial officer, so I do a lot of marketing and sales. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, was not the founder or creator. We had some guys, Mark and Mark, who developed a product over a bunch of years uh, and got a great product that we ended up uh, acquiring a couple of years ago. Well, so here's here's the funny part is I I, I talked to uh, I talked to a couple people from from Super Deaker, but both very nice. Um, but the first thing that they said is, "Oh, you need to talk to Andy." Like Andy has a good hockey. Like they, they, they pushed you forward. I don't even think they talked to you. I think they were just like, well, we got this guy. You need to talk to him. Um, cause the interesting part was this kind of came from a, if I can be honest, uh, this came from a post that was put on our Dallas Fort Worth, uh, hockey community page. And, um, mm-hmm. essentially the post was, Hey, we're trying to, to make this marketing video here. And we just, we need to find out who has like some of the best hands in the Dallas Fort with area. Uh, so anyway, uh, everybody kind of gave their opinions, but I happened to show up on that list a couple times. Uh, you guys didn't end up with me, but that's totally okay. Um, but anyway, that, that's kind of how I got into it. Cause I just said, Hey, like, uh, if you need to reach out to me, like I, uh, obviously like to, uh, you know, market myself and the, you know, uh, podcast as much as possible. But, um, I, I feel like I do have good hands and I was happy to see that a, a few people on that post, uh, elected me, but that's originally how I got, uh, you know, in contact with you guys. So it was actually kind of a lot of really, uh, friendly, you know, back and forth. And yeah. we were, you know, just talking hockey really, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't end up getting selected, but at the end of the day, it was really just kind of cool to be like, Oh, you guys are, uh, cause I already knew that they existed, you know, um, the, the super deaker. Cause I, I've seen them around quite a bit, but, uh, it was one of those situations to where even though I didn't get the call up, it was just kind of an initial like, Hey, so like, if you guys ever wanted to, you know, talk on the podcast and I actually kind of reached out to you guys, you know, saying, Hey, uh, yeah. you know, if you guys want to come on about this, cause it's one of those things, if you can kind of finally meet, the people behind, you know, some of the, uh, you know, uh, training aids that people make, but can you kind of, uh, j- just before we continue with the episode, can you kind of go into what it is? Cause I feel like most of the people that listen to the podcast, they, they, they know what we're talking about as soon as you explain it to them, but I don't want to yeah. do it the wrong way. But the best way to describe the product is probably to kind of go back to how the original founders, um, you know, you know, when he was a kid, Mark Weber, you know, playing hockey and his dad was trying to come up with creative ways to help him stick handle. Mm-hmm. And his dad had the thought of, well, you know, Hey kid, when you're out on the ice, you don't know what's going to happen next. And so instead of you playing with a Swedish stick handling ball or a golf ball in the basement and just stick handling, you know, you have to react to it. And so his dad would actually turn off the lights and put a flashlight and he'd shine a flashlight, turn it on for a second Mark would move the puck over to the flashlight spot. His dad would turn it off, move the position, turn the light back on, and his kid would move it over there. And it was just something that stuck in his head is his whole life. And his partner, another Mark, Mark Simons, um, the two of them were in business, separate career, and at nights over beers when they're all just sitting there shooting the breeze trying to figure out what's going on in life. 
Mark Simons finally got tired of listening to Mark talk about how great an idea is and said, we got to build it. And so that was the genesis. And they took a number of years to develop the product. And, you know, the way I describe it, it's, you know, it's a stick handling reaction. It mm-hmm. forces you to react to the lights. Um, for all of us old people, it's like going into Chuck E. Cheese with whack-a-mole. You well, know, well, head pops up or light comes on. Well, you either whack the mole or in this one, and, move the puck over the stick. And, and the funny part is, too, because I, I know a handful of parents that have already you know purchased this. And what happens is, is I feel like guys really found your niche because not only are you giving it to hockey players, which like to train anyway, but hockey players yeah. are also competitive because it keeps score. So like now we're yep. seeing all these videos of like, OK, like if you could imagine, you know, you, you played, you know, growing up or whatever. But it's just like three kids that are on a sleepover and all of a sudden they're, they're playing this, you know, they're playing the super deeker for hours at a time because one kid gets the high score and then the other two kids, they're not going to go to bed until they get the high score. But it's also like a, a competitive, you know, it's, it's cool. Like, and the, and the way that the kids react to it too, because they're just as competitive about that as they are out on the ice. Right. It's, it's like one of those things about, you know, kids dunking their vegetables and ranch dressing. Like the parents don't care. It's like, I'll fake my kid in. Oh, you think <laughs> that tastes good? And it's the same thing we talk about is it super deeper kind of fakes kids into training. Yeah. Um, you're not forcing them to go downstairs and say, Hey, put in a hundred shots in the net and stick handle, you know, with a green biscuit or a stick handling ball. And not that those are, are bad. Those are awesome for you can stick in your pocket and take it places. Yep. But, to get a kid to be engaged. And like you said, to have that competition, my son's had teammates over, you know, they sit in the basement and they hoot and holler and laugh at each other. And then when someone starts getting close to breaking someone else's score, immediately yeah. gloves start getting thrown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, yeah, no yeah. fights being happened, but no, thrown no. in kids faces, thrown at the puck, trying to knock them. Well, it, it, it's one of those things though. And I think you can respect this, but you know, you grew up playing hockey, competitive hockey, but you spend most of the time competing against your teammates in some way or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a, uh, you know, y- you always love getting together with your teammates and competing against other teams, obviously. But most of the time you grow up against the same kids. You're always competing against the same kids. So it's just kind of like one other level, uh, one other level of uh, uh, competition, if you will. It is. And it's what's really cool is. But, you know, it is marketed, and I would say a majority of the people that own the product are for kids that 6, 8, 10, 12 years old. Yep. You know, some of the kids outgrow it, but it's amazing. And, you know, probably can't name names and stuff. We have a couple of NHL players, you know, that have it, that have posted videos. I had a mom of an NHL player call and said, hey, you know, my kids just hold up. You know, COVID's crazy. They're not playing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been dying for a super deaker for the longest time, and yep. I want to get it for him. Yeah. And it's a funny thing that a mom of an NHL player is calling us to buy her kid a super deaker because he really wants it. Oh yeah, no, no, um, no, no, for sure. But uh, and then especially because there's a lot of times within the podcast that I talk about doing things uh, off the ice because I think that's one of the biggest things that separates kids. Uh, you know, that, that are really wanting yeah. to get better in the ones. And there's nothing wrong with just wanting to play the game as a hobby. And there's nothing wrong with not wanting to get better. But if you want to get better, you have to do things outside of just being on the ice because you're only going to be out on the ice for so long. Um, yeah. So one of the biggest things for me, because I talk about it a lot, is just, and I call it roller hockey, but what I mean by roller hockey is just really anything that you're doing out and concrete. Well, you know, when I say roller hockey, it doesn't mean that you have to strap on roller blades to do that. But like, those are the kids that are going to get better. Those are the kids that are, are, are stick handling. Uh, I call it touches. The more touches you have, yeah. the better you're going to be. So if you're using a super deaker, you're, you're getting more touches and it's kind of keeping you a little bit more interactive. Um, but you know, I, I, I could see that being a, a, a wonderful tool, uh, for everybody. And to be honest with you, um, I'm kind of kind of glad. I'm not saying I don't want one, but I'm kind of glad I don't have it because I would really just want to challenge all my buddies. And I think we're at a stage in our lives to where uh, that might get out of hand. You know, I like I almost wouldn't want 
I think we're all old now, so we're now we're even more competitive in some way or another. But uh, um, I'd like to see small victories because there's you know there's certain players that you know that might be fast, but but it's like okay, like uh, who knows how to stick handle? Let's set this up. Let's uh, yeah. let's have some, let's have some competition here. But uh, anyway, Andy, you're a guest on this. Not a cool thing. Just what you were saying about off ice, and I just think back. One, thank you for all the credit of playing competitive hockey. I played nowhere near competitive hockey, but I grew up playing hockey and playing sports and all that. And mm-hmm. when we were kids, you didn't have, you had to, you had to make your own kind of things mm-hmm. to shoot baskets, to shoot puck, to do whatever it is. Yeah. And the technology that's out there today that enables kids or, or adults to play off the ice in a, in a really high level, whether mm-hmm. it's like the hockey wraparound guys that you can use your own stick and you don't need a plastic stick, the, the Mars blades, yeah. You know, so the roller skates are way more hockey like than oh, yeah. the original rollerblades I put on, mm-hmm. you know, 25 years ago and yeah. trying to play pickup with friends where you break an ankle if you try and stop. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is cool that there's all this off ice technology that really simulates gameplay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, and I, to, you know, to be honest with you, if I was going to invest in something, that's what I would invest in because hockey is growing, but there's still, oh, there's only so many rinks. If you think about it, there's only, only yeah. so many ice sheets. There's only, there's tons of kids that I know personally that would spend all day out on the rink if they could, but the ice time's just not available. There's only so much yeah. ice and we're, we're down here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. We have a whole bunch, like we have, you know, uh, 16 sheets within, you know, uh, 45 minutes to an hour of each other. Um, but even then there's a lot of kids that can't find the time that they actually, you know, want to spend, you know, training or, or, or getting yeah. better or improving. And, uh, it, it just seems like it's a, it, it's that, it's that difference, especially in between, uh, what I would call like the off season. So like if you're, you know, uh, you know, the, the travel season or the competitive season or just the recreational season has just ended and now you have time to fill. Um, but like I said, there's only so, so much time you can spend out on that yeah. ice. So where are you spending that time? Because the other thing is that kids have more free time in the summer because they're not at school. So it's one of those things too, to where it's like, all right, what are these parents going to do with their kids? And you're like, you know, I, I see it all the time where there's these, uh, families that have multiple kids in hockey. We're talking three yeah. plus, you know, and they're like, okay, now we have them all back here. They're all going to want to be on the ice all the time, but this is the off season. So they're not actually like the, the, the season isn't going on, but we, we need to keep them busy. What, what, what do we do? You know, yeah. get them to train. You know, get them to- cool is we have, so one, it's funny when you're talking about sheets of ice, when I was a kid growing up in the Detroit area, a buddy of mine, his dad played for, you know, played high level college. Um, you know, one of the top scorers, I think it, uh, God, where was he out on the East coast? Anyhow, he had set some records, done some stuff, maybe get drafted back then. You don't make much money. So he decided I can do a better life in sales than I can trying to play hockey. Yep. But he ended up doing a lot of coaching and my buddy, I remember, you know, you'd show up at school on a Tuesday morning and he'd be dog tired. It's like, yeah, I had to come back from Port Huron on a 1030 game. We got back at midnight. There was just such, even in Detroit where there was so much hockey, the ice time was so limited. You had seven year old kids playing an hour and a half away, you know, on a school night. And, um, the funny Dallas connection on that is my buddy's dad coached Mike Madonna when he was, you know, mini Mike and, you know, Pee Wee and stuff. Um, oh, sure he yeah, he's a, he's a Michigan boy, isn't he? Madonna's a Michigan boy. He's a Michigan you know, boy. We don't like to talk point. about it down here, I don't think. I don't think we like to talk about it, but I think that we do. We, we like it enough. You guys took, you know, half of the Illich organization down there to start your Dallas Stars Club, so you have to like yeah. us a little bit. Oh, hey, no, I have, uh, I have my dad's side of the family is from Minnesota. So there was a lot of people, once I got the uh, uh, job at the Stars, they were like, yeah, that's, I uh, wish it was anybody else. Like, they held on to that for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was yep. not a, uh, so, but, you know, I feel like the, you know, Stars are uh, well-established now. I think we got uh, some things working for us, and hopefully we can all move on. Minnesota has their team, and uh, we're just trying to move forward. But I feel, I you feel. Guys, you guys have a good program down there. I feel stuck in the middle. It, well, one of the good things about about our program though is that um you know that it's accessible to so many people in the dallas fort worth area um and i try to explain this to people sometimes because i've worked at other rinks this is not uh you know obviously the first rink i've worked at but um rinks are expensive and it, it, you know if if you look at mansfield on a map mansfield is not the 
you know, largest area in the world. But, you know, there's a reason why this rink was able to, uh, you know, kind of get built in the first place and to have a management group like the stars, like that isn't as accessible elsewhere in the country. You know, it's yeah. very much to do. And, and the, the amount of people that play down here is insane. And it's part of the reason why I started this podcast because there's no other, and yeah, I, I'll, no, I'll stick to this. There, there's no other hockey community like the Dallas Fort Worth community because it's just so large. And I, uh, everybody that listens is going to be like, yeah, you talk about this all the time, but it's like a spider web. So if you think about it, you know, Mansfield is, if we're talking about star centers is the furthest South, but then we might drive an hour North to Frisco, but then you have probably six rinks in between. And then you have people playing in between all of those rinks. So if you think about it, even if you only play at one rink, you know somebody that plays at two rinks, and those people know, so you know, it's like everybody knows everybody, but we're all yeah. spread out through, you know, possibly hundreds what, of miles. What's very cool is, I mean, some of it's born out of necessity, but some of it ends up, you know, working to your advantage, right? When the stars come into Dallas, what, 25, 30 years ago, there, there wasn't a hockey network. Yes. So in order to build a fan base, you also want to build a community of hockey players. Same way that youth soccer has taken a long time to develop and where now they have their model for small arenas that are, you know, stadiums that are hockey or soccer centric. Yep. What Dallas has done, it's completely different than what we have in Detroit. And some of it I'm a little bit envious of because yep. in Dallas, when you see, and, and I'm sure the other Sunbelt, Nashville and Vegas, I'm sure are a lot the same in Carolina you get to create your own youth network and you get to tie it in and connect it to the pro team um, in, in a much more uniform way. And, you know, Detroit for better or worse, we're an original six. We've had hockey forever. All of the house high school leagues are so independent. Um, when I was coaching my kid and, you know, you end up kind of working your way up and keep getting asked to do more and more jobs. Oh yeah. You know, that's how, the, that's how it works. You know, it. Here, right. Yeah, you know, and you get double the pay, you know, get, get zero for doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, one of the things that the board did in our community was trying to make sure that the youth uh, hockey program mm-hmm. and the travel program and the high school program were all connected because we were all skating out of the same rink. Yep. The high school program was completely independent. You know, a lot of times the rink was just sitting here saying, well, we're going to sell the figure skaters. You know, we don't have time for you. It took probably eight or 10 years of talking with the community who owns the rink, the youth hockey association, the travel directors, right? The dads and the coaches that are running travel teams have their own agenda. Yep. And the high school does. And once you get that all in sync, not that it's a feeder program, but it is connected. You oh, know, no, you it, kids it, can yeah. come out for, at an intermission of a JV high school hockey game and yep. skate around the ice. And there's a lot of great stuff. And I see things in Dallas where, there is a connection, right? You own the rinks. You guys are running the youth programs. You guys get to do trainings and camps and mm-hmm. it can tie directly into the stars. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, no. And uh, the, the other thing too, I think that there's, and I think a lot of people don't see this, but the amount of communication that it takes between all the rinks to make sure that things are going uh, according to plan. Cause when there is a plan, it's one of those things to where everybody then has to go and, and make sure that that plan is being, uh, uh, initiated or it, it's being, it's being done the right way, but you know, it's easy to do that if you have one rink and that, that, you know, uh, that mission statement's coming from the top of that rink. Yeah. But when you're trying to make sure that there's, and like I said, there's nothing like it, but when you're looking at eight different rinks and making sure everybody is kind of, you know, sticking to the plan, it's, it, it's a, and I've, I've never seen anything like this, but it's going to be one of those things that I've learned so much about, you know, uh, just how to make sure that people are, uh, being communicated with like communications key down here, uh, as I'm sure it it is up there, but, um, no, it's, it's an interesting thing. And when you do come down here, cause we always like to have these, uh, uh, secondary episodes. If you'd ever come down, uh, I think it would be fun to just kind of chat, and we could also maybe grab a skate or something, Andy. So uh, that would be that would be great. I'd bring my gear. I'd uh, skate. yeah, there um, you go. I might have to bring my golf. I'll bring two carry-ons, golf clubs and hockey. Oh no, br- no, br- no, bring it all. We'll, we'll we'll be able to. We'll treat you down here. We'll treat you. We'll treat yeah. you well down here, Andy. But uh, anyway, yeah, I definitely have reasons to go down there. We're you know on the product side and with the super deker, right? I mean, clearly. You know, we don't go ahead and buy that from the original owners if, if yeah. we're just going to sell more of them. We've got, 
we talked to coaches, we talked to some of the guys that run the camps for the stars, other people, you know, in, in the NHL, you know, and alumni from the NHL and then just local coaches and kids. Oh yeah. And you get feedback on games and all the stuff will develop. So we're in the process of doing things. We're going to bring some new products you know, to market. You know, we've got some accessories that go with it. So I have reasons to get down there. So we'll, we'll hey, make sure that uh, we let you know. As long as the face off spot podcast is number one, then uh, yeah, I'm totally cool with all that. But as long as we're your main priority when you come down here, uh, no, but uh, you'll have to drop by as me. Long, as long as it's at a golf course, you will be a number one. Hey, priority. I hear there, there's I, a lot of people. That'll say I that. hear Mansfield has a great golf course. Good. Uh, our hockey director, Milt is a member. Uh, we'll be able to get you uh, hooked up there. Uh, he's a good golfer as well. I'm a terrible golfer. I've been trying to get better. Hockey players are supposed to be good golfers, but I just can't seem to. Uh, I think it's my. It's all. It's all in between. It's all in between my ears, Andy. It's all in between. It, my ears. it is the other thing is on hockey, man. We missed a lot of it. You know, last year with COVID, all the shuts downs. You know, we we got our kid. You know, our kid got his high school season in on a short season, but just yeah. playing beer league and men's pickup. I mean, it was so hard and yeah. I'm dying to get back out on the ice. Oh no, for sure. For sure. But, uh, I do have to ask you real quick though, because we do, yeah. uh, one of the things that we have down in, at the star centers, specifically, uh, Mansfield star centers is we've had uh, a bunch of, you know, triple a tier one hockey. Um, but there's been a lot of, uh, uh, I don't want to get this wrong. It's Meyer, right? Meyer teams. Yeah, Meyer. Yeah, yeah. So they, they have some good, that, that, that like they usually have some of the better teams down here, uh, you know, and I know that the Stars Elite might be uh, uh, after me after this, but you know they have some really good teams. Their girls team was uh, well, one of the best. Uh, but anyway, they they have some really good hockey. Yeah, Michigan. I mean, it's been great, right? Pete Carmanis, who owns you know Carolina, you know CompuWare was a huge, huge supporter of youth hockey, you know in Detroit. Um, and Little Caesars, you know, so there's friendly, friendly rivalries with all of the Detroit entrepreneurs with the LH organization. <laughs> hey, that's a good rivalry. There, there is between Little Caesars, Beltire, Myers, you know, the, the programs that they put out, it's pretty crazy. I mean, my kids in 04 and I think the travel teams and, uh, the high level, they had, I think like five of the top 16 ranked in the country. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and just. I mean, one sense, it was just a tough birth year to be in the Metro Detroit area and get on a travel team. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, uh, it was just, it was just kind of amazing to me because I was kind of because a lot of the other teams they're kind of like uh, you know the city they're from or the town they're from mm-hmm. or whatever. But I'm like Meyer, what is it? They're like, oh, that's like a huge. I'm like, oh, that's how that goes. Like it's just like kind of sponsored by this. Uh, it's like well, but they're good uh, and they show up and uh, uh, the coaches have been very pleasant. They definitely have that uh, northern attitude. But uh, uh, my dad's side of the family's from Minnesota, so uh, you know we 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 we're okay with you, Michigan uh, Michigans. Are they? What are you? Michiganders. Michiganders. Okay, there we go. Yeah, Minnesotans. Minnesotans. Yeah. yeah, we're Minnesotans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, but Andy, you're not going to be able to escape the uh, the normal questions that get asked during the podcast. Um, you have to talk about what got you into the sport of hockey. Uh, and this not necessarily the first time you stepped out onto the ice, but what happened? You know, maybe before you got the desire to step on the ice or how uh, set yeah. us, set, set us so up. the way it worked for me, it was kind of funny. My dad, um, my dad grew up on a lake, you know, simmered on a lake, which is actually, you know, where I am actually at this moment, but, um, he always wanted to be on a lake. And so in Michigan, you know, he ended up, you know, convincing my mom bought a place on a lake and the people that sold the house to them left among other things, a box full of skates. And I was probably six years old. And my first thing was, oh, hey, dig out some skates from this and go out on the ice. And one of the first winters, we happened to get one of those crazy, you get a lot of snow, but it wasn't cold enough to freeze the lake. Mm -hmm. And then the ice froze, but no snow. So we had a mile size, you know, hockey rink, skating rink. Yeah. So we just went out and skated. And right when you're a little kid, you grab a stick so you can stand up. And that's kind of, I, I started as a pond hockey player and went through all that stuff as kids where we were too dumb to just buy some shin guards or something. So you I learned how, to skateboard, <laughs> learned how to skateboard and shoot low. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. All we did so we wouldn't hurt, hurt each other. Yeah. Pond hockey. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it was, I was a pond hockey player, you know, mostly, you know, through growing up, I played basketball. I, I played on the ice with, you know, my buddy, the Brinkworth and his dad. And, 
he'd always kind of just torment us by doing those dangles. I mean, you see it all the time with Pavel Datsuk and those guys. Mm-hmm. Just like, just hang the puck out about four or five feet away, let someone think they have it, and they're, rip it away. From they're them. literally teasing you. That's the whole thing. And they're they're, te- yeah, right? they're and teasing as a, you. As a dad, you know, he's sitting there and having a ball with a couple of seven, eight-year-olds and just making <laughs> us just skate around in circles. But yeah, that's kind of how I started, and I didn't really play hockey organized. Um, until I was in college. So yeah. I just, I played pond hockey and pickup, never knew what a red line or a blue line was other than watching it on TV. And, uh, I ended up at a game at Yost Ice Arena. Yeah. Which, have you ever been there? No, 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 no. Oh God. Yost is one of the great places to ever watch a hockey game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever get up here and can plan it, you should make sure you get to Yost. Well, here's, here's uh, the, co- here's the cool thing about uh, doing the podcast is I have a whole bunch of open invitations to travel throughout the country at some point or another. Uh, but then I get to go there and, uh, you know, meet people, I guess, meet people I've already met. If that makes any yeah. sense. Like, you know, it's a, one of those things to where like, you know, if I ever really got some free time, I could probably go and, uh, take the pod on the road, which would be fun. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, t- it's Cool. To, to they, have an open uh, invitation, there almost be. almost like uh, Cameron Crazies for Duke basketball mm-hmm. uh, is the best description of Yost. They actually, when I was in school, there were some pretty, you know, raw as they say, chants yeah. uh, at the goalie and at the other team. Um, and I think in the last ten or fifteen years, the the school has made the fans change some of their yeah lyrics. yeah 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 yeah. No, that 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 that's happening. Uh, I think more and more, which uh, you know, part yeah. of me is okay with as long as it's not. Uh, if it's based in tradition and not totally offensive, I think it should stay. But uh, whoever has to decide that stuff, I, I feel bad yeah. for them because, you know, you know how that goes these days. Um, but but uh, anyway, um, so as far as um, where you're at now uh, with, with the company, the Super Deaker company, um, what's kind of like your, um, I guess, what's, what's your next step? What are you guys trying to do? Is there anything new coming up in the, in the pipeline of ideas? I feel like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like you have something that's awesome, but I also feel like you probably get emails that are like, Hey, have you thought about doing this or that or this or that? <laughs> like, are you know, because it's like if you give hockey players, which most of the time we, we don't overthink things a whole lot, but every once in a while, I feel like there's like maybe some uh, neat little ideas that maybe just somebody that's had one for a while is like, Hey, you know, it'd be cool is if you did this or that, is there anything coming up the pipeline or what's the, uh, I would say this there, we have stuff that we've already brought to the market that, you know, Mark and Mark hadn't gotten around to, you know, mm-hmm. they, they had big thoughts and plans and all that, but we brought a weighted puck, uh, to market, you know, right. Everything's, you can get a weighted puck, work on a strength, you know, improve the stick handling. Yeah. Um, we got a carry case, you know, we're bringing some other stuff to the market hopefully in the next couple of months, you know, that'll, that'll be here for this holiday season. But, I'm not quite at liberty to talk about. But oh, you see, are, I was trying to get the do, info. I was trying to get the info. So that, see, that, that's all the, I can say is there, there is stuff that will go with the super deaker, um, that, that can add to, you know, the training can, you know, change things up for people. Well, Andy, the, the, the fans would be upset with me if I wasn't trying to do my best to, you know, this is like, I'm like Barbara Walters to these people. Andy. Yeah. I'm like, you but, know, but much better looking than Barbara <laughs> Walters. Well, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the, um, that. But like, like I said, I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's clearly with any product that's out there, mm-hmm. um, you have to make iterations. You have to, you know, do stuff to it. The wonderful thing is in talking to people, we have our own ideas, yep. but hearing them come from other people is the best. So talking to guys from the stars camp or talking to, you know, Ty Gretzky and, you know, some things like that, talking to some other folks, there's a, a, a group up here called puck masters. Yep. It does a whole bunch of training. You know, they work with some of the Red Wings guys in the off season. Um, they do a lot of focused one-on-one training and they've got a lot of coaches that have had, you know, high level college careers and are good coaches. And the feedback that they give you or when, you put something forward about, Hey, you know, we're thinking about you know doing this or adding something, getting them to their eyes light up is pretty awesome to see. And yeah. the other thing that's great is we'll say one thing and they'll say, well, did you think about doing it this way? Mm-hmm. And so it's great to have kind of this community. I think one of the things maybe to put a, 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 a specific example to it is we never, we always thought, okay, you stick handle. The board is a stick handling training device. Yep. The only time it's not a stick handling training device is when you have a five-year-old who wants to beat his brother. So he gets on his hands and knees and moves the puck yeah, around yeah, yeah. to hit the lights as fast as he can. 
Well, what's funny about that is some people have seen that and thought about it, that it's from a medical and a, a physical therapy perspective, that it could be light training and stuff like that for reaction time, you yep. know, for concussion awareness, or even for just other physical therapy that has nothing to do with hockey, yep. but to put the board on a table and put two pucks in people's hands and have them react to the light. And so it develops another sort of training and so we did have some kids that actually mounted it on some chairs put it up against the wall and they're on their knees and they're using it as a peripheral vision reaction kind of training mm-hmm. and it's right we didn't design it that way yeah but having people that are creative that are thinking about how can i get better what can i do with it yeah um it's pretty cool yeah uh, so well so I- we are taking input we are going to make better things we are going to bring more stuff to market in both hockey and the patents that we have yeah. allow us to take it into other sports as well. So well, Andy, much I, more to come. I, I didn't say I had any good ideas. I was just trying to be Barbara Walters. You know, I was just trying to really <laughs> figure out what you got. But uh, the, the cool part was, though, is because I've, I've been, uh, you know, in communication with you guys um, a little yep. bit. And one of the cool things was that we're kind of trying to do like a, uh, what would you call it? Like community event or like, you know, an mm-hmm. event where people will listen to the podcast. Maybe they all get together and I don't know, maybe they meet somewhere. But uh, it was yep. cool because I was talking to I think it was Robert. I think his name was Robert. Robert uh, or Danny. Robert. I think it was. I think it was Robert. Yeah. But he was like, "Yeah, we have like a whole bunch of them that we take like to events and that like we can." I'm like, "Oh, that'd be cool." So like now in my brain, I'm like, "All right, well, we could have these events and then they could bring these things out there because, like I said, all it takes is a hockey player that's competitive to just see something going on, and I guarantee you there will be grown men probably trying to beat." little kids at their scores and you know, it just, it takes oh, us yeah. just takes us just walking past something that has a, a hockey stick, a puck, and then a score counter um, to, for us to get involved. You know, it's, it's the isn't it funny how that score that's everything is so important to it because it's also like we've been at some events and it'll kind of start slow and people kind of walk by and see it and you'll tell that they're curious. It's something like I haven't, that's not normal. And they'll kind of look at it, but they'll kind of stay there. And then all of a sudden, you know, some little kid will come over who has no sense of right, wrong, people staring or whatever, picks it up and starts playing. Yep. He gets the score. Somebody else wants to get it. And then all of a sudden there are 20 people there that are trying to, oh, no, no, no. Can, can, I, can I try it? Can I, I, let me see what kind of score I can get. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. No, it is funny, the human condition. It's like, oh, okay. I don't want to be first. Yeah, but I do want to participate and I do want to win. But also if you have an event and it's, it's also like, it's not, it's not only competitive, but it's one of those things where if it's a social event, it's something that you can have like uh you know, like a, a get together, like a hockey get together. Like my men's mm-hmm. league teams, we have hockey get togethers and sometimes like we like to get together and then we like to play games and we like to compete. And it's just another way for us to show our dominance over our uh, men's league friends. You know, because especially if ones start talking too much, you know what I mean? And you just really want to exactly. show them off. But it's like, all right, who has the best hands? Who has the... We all uh, know who that guy is we want to show up. Oh, no. Yeah. And he's usually not the one with the best <laughs> hands. So if I had that, I'd just say, hey, like, let's go right now. Uh, but the cool part is it does put it in a motion where you have to go diagonally, if that makes sense. So like, it's yep. not uh, it's not side to side the whole time. So like uh, yep. a lot of kids can stick handles side to side, which is, is good, like in... That, that, that's fine. But if you want to think about going from, uh, you know, uh, nine o'clock to three o'clock, nine o'clock, to three o'clock, like that gets easy. Uh, but to go from three to, I don't know what we call it. Try, uh, yeah. Uh, seven, if you will, but you're, yeah. you're trying to do it diagonally. Uh, it creates a lot more, uh, wrist motion where you're having to move, uh, things around. And, uh, yeah. so like what we're talking about, is it's not side to side necessarily. It's not like how quickly can you go side to side with these two dots? It's like, Oh, it might be on the right. And then it might be diagonally through the middle. You yeah. might have to go from uh, right corner to left bo- or right top corner to left bottom corner. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of motions in between that are all, yeah. re- that are all, that are all replicated. Some in of that stuff. And that's what we're thinking about. You know, some of the stuff that I was talking about, what we want to try and bring to market is, and, and had some coaches actually at Puckmasters. One of the guys said something that was brilliant to me, but it's, you're trying to kind of create say, some things in drills to force a kid to work on his weakness, right? Because right. a kid in a drill, whether it's on ice or anything, they're, they're going to go with what's comfortable. Yep. Like I remember coaching my son and his friends and all that stuff. And it was always right at the stage. It's like, got to work on your backhand, got to work on backward skating. They, they were reluctant to try the things that are hard. Yep. 
And there's some things and accessories and things that we're putting together for Super Deaker that will allow a coach or a player, you know, if they're self-motivated and not having their dad standing over their shoulder or mom standing over their shoulder telling them what to do. Yep. But some things that we can add to the board that, that forces them to toe drag, mm-hmm. that forces them to use the back of their stick to pull it towards them. Right. Um, and to not just do, like you said, just moving it side to side. Well, um, and, and, yes. and, yeah, and sorry, sorry to interrupt, but because uh, oh, I've used a couple of the machines before, it really, really helps to be able to do a, a backhand toe drag, which is not mm-hmm. normally like it's it's being more it's it's used more in the game today than it is before. Yeah. But it's one of those to where like if you can do a backhand toe drag on that machine, like if you can do it well, you'll get a good score. But it's one of those things yeah. to where like you should learn that to do like real hockey anyway, because more people are learning how to do it. Because if you can imagine if it's a figure eight and it could go at any random sequence, the backhand toe drag, because everybody knows the forehand toe drag. But like if you, yeah. can, do, if you can do a backhand toe drag, uh, the sequence is a lot easier to hit. So that's just a little tip yeah. for everybody, by the way. Backhand toe drags and, and oh, yeah, they that and manipulating the puck. Nobody was doing it. No, like no. if the puck was out in your backhand, there, there wasn't much people were doing with the puck over there. No, um, no. And now you got a defenseman. Defensemen nowadays have a lot more to worry about than they ever did. Yeah, well, because when you when you open when you open up your blade that way, nobody thinks you're going to go to the left. So, like, yeah. if you think about it, so you're going in backhand toe drag to the left is because you're opening up. So you think it's a chip to the right, but your backhand toe drag to the left. It, yeah. It's hard to do. And the, it, it's like, but that it really does make it better. Cause the, when, when I've used those, I was like, Oh, it's a backhand toe drag. I was like, it's backhand toe drag. Like it's the, it's the diagonal across, but that's something kids should be learning anyway. Um, but I yeah. always, I always sometimes have a hard time in my lessons. Cause I'm like, well, like let's wait on the backhand toe drag. Let's get better at, uh, crossing over and using outside edges. But when, once you, yeah. once you start getting really good, the backhand toe drag, uh, use it. It'll get you the high score. I'm, I'm telling everybody to cheat Andy. <laughs> tell, tell, the thing is, right. It's, it's not um, cheating. It's actually, not cheating. it's just, no, if you, all the kids that watch the videos on YouTube of the high scores and the kids making 99. And that, that's probably one of the, the regrets Mark and Mark have is like when they were first doing it, 40, 50, 60 was like, hi. So like, Oh yeah. 99. Like that's fine. Yeah. And the kids that get 99 one, I think being lower to the ground. Yes. You see NHL players who can't get 99. Yeah. They're the best stick handlers on earth, but yeah. the kids get through this, uh, kind of circular motion where they do a lot of just whipping forehands off the bands. Oh yeah. And yeah, kind yeah. of cradling it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the coaches that we talk to will kind of be like, you know what? As soon as I get a super deacon, we're doing off ice. I rip the bands off because oh, I yeah. need the kids working on hockey moves. I, not yeah. trying to get a 99, not trying to get a high score. Yeah. Um, but I want them to practice. And like you said, let's yeah. take them into practice. Let's get them, get a high score, but take the bands off. And it forces them to use forehand, backhand, you know, forehand toe drag, backhand toe drag. Yeah. More. But the, 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 the bands make sense, but it's almost like you shouldn't use that as the, uh, cause, cause if you think about it, the bands should almost simulate an out of bounds or like, uh, like if yeah, you're chipping it off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or chipping it off the wall, but it shouldn't be like the wall. It's either you're chipping it off the left wall or right wall, but you can't, it's like, you have to stick to one, like whatever one yeah. it is, but you can't pretend that it's both cause the walls don't, you know, so it, yeah. it, it does, one, of, one of the guys, one of the guys at our company likes to just say, <clears throat> we never want to, you know, encourage or set up anything on the super deaker that you don't do in the game. And I was just kind of like, well, kind of, but when we have those bands and those kids want to get on 99, they are not doing that on a hockey rink in a game. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. But it, it, we have, we're not going to create anything funny. Like there's not going to be a loop to loop or some yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. slide that we yeah. put on this thing. That's just completely out of bounds for hockey. Um, we want to make sure that it's fun. It's still a game. I mean, come on, let's be real. No matter what we do with this long term, yeah. <laughs> if it becomes something boring that a kid has to check a box and it's like oh. going to a drill and being told to skate through combs, it's still a game. We're coming up with stuff that's going to make this thing fun. It's going to be engaging. Well, that we want to fake them into sticking around. The Well, but the, the band is still the best option out of all the options. Cause you're yeah. still like at the, at the end of the day, like if, like if it was just a hard structure that you couldn't like, cause you could almost uh, act like you're receiving a pass. You could, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's certain yeah. things that you can do with that. So it's still the best option, 
but all these guys getting the high scores going side to side, you know, I feel like they should have to just, Hey man, side. there's a talent. Cause I can't get 99. Well, um, oh, and I so, guarantee you those kids are still super sick. Like I guarantee oh you those kids are still super good stick handlers, but they're just learning how to do it. But and, that's, and that's still, credit, thing, there's yeah. a bunch of them that are getting 99 with no bang. So there's still kids. That oh are yeah, just, yeah. 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 You know, rolling their hands, yeah. cradling the puck, and are in total control. I mean, it's really fun well, to watch. But what's funny, though, is we kind of dove into this, like, uh, second layer, but no, you're not going to be any, <laughs> you're not going to be any of these without being a very good stick handler. Like, they're, like, yeah. we're, we're getting into the nuances of these, uh, of, of the super deeker, if you will, but at the end of the day, like, uh, you're, you have to be a very good hockey player to get a 99. It's not like anybody's yeah. like, oh, I figured out how to cheat it. Like, no, you still have to be able to maneuver a puck in any motion within uh, a 360 degree, you know. I'll tell you another funny story. Just like when we when we got Super Deeker and, you know, yeah, like Danny and Robert, like Andy's a hockey guy. You got to talk to him. I come down to the office for the first time and, you know, I've had the Super Deeker. I've been playing with it and all that. And we get down there and they're like, dude, Show us what you can do on this. And the couple people that were in the office in the beginning weren't really hockey players. They went and they bought basically a kid's stick that was just universal. It was a flat blade. Mm-hmm. So it had no curve to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was for a kid that was about eight years old. And so I'm like, okay, this isn't a great stick, but let me try it. I get probably like 24 on the first time. And they're looking at me like, seriously? Mm-hmm. You're the hockey guy? I was like, guys, we need to get... Uh- a, a properly fitted stick, yeah. you know, I can come out here and get 45 or 50. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. We got to do this stuff. So well, we got to figure out this an education of Robert and Danny on the hockey side. Yeah, I almost, I, but I almost feel like, uh, I almost feel like if you were able to up the time and up the score and then just make it to where like people were competing, like, you know, internationally, I feel like that would be mm-hmm. awesome. And then people could just like send their stuff in. Like I got 1000 and, and it could be for however long, you know what I mean? Just like up yeah. those numbers a little bit and just be like the kid from uh, Sweden, he got, you know, 12,000. And then you're going to have some kid working with a super deaker. Like I got to be, you know, I feel like that's uh, that's the way to go. So, so we'll end up with like Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, yeah. Like some kid like being feeding tube and getting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Just make it super. super going oh, on yeah. 17 hours. Oh, yeah. 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 Just still super deking. And then he, he quits yeah. hockey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 He's just like, ah, no, I've just uh, played super deaker for so long now. But uh, anyway, but uh, it, it is a it, it is a great tool here. But uh, anyway, Andy, um, I did want to get into a little bit, though. Um, maybe of your transition into this role of where you're at. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind uh, talking about it, maybe you can talk about how you, no, I, how you, how you got here. How did you get here? So the, the short long story is uh, Rick, who is one of the operating partners, he and I go way back. We used to do sports marketing for Buick and General Motors and did Olympics and PGA Tour golf and you know all sorts of stuff. So we have a a history of sports marketing. And I think as you probably get from stars and all the other stuff that you've been doing in hockey, you know, the sports world is great because there's a lot of people that are involved in it. You know, yeah, some people are making a lot of money, but most people we're doing it because we enjoy it. Right. So you got a lot of really good souls in the business, a lot of fun, a lot of hard work. And uh, so Rick and I have known each other for a long, long time. Um, And you know, going through and, you know, coaching my kid for a bunch of years and being on the board and kind of going through those things and having a hockey background and going through right, all the USA hockey coaching seminars, which are brilliant and the ADM model that they've kind of created. I had no stigma from growing up with coaches and being a four-year-old skating on a full sheet of ice. Um, you know, so I, I really thought what USA hockey did with that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have just one kid who's faster than everybody else just kind of playing one-on-one with a goalie and, you know, rush calling offsides every 30 seconds. Um, and so being involved in the hockey and kind of doing that stuff while, you know, I've done sales and, you know, sports marketing and medical sales um, for a number of years in between. And Rick and I have always been friends and kept in touch. And when the group decided to buy Super Deaker, Actually, even before that, Ricky called me and asked me what I thought of the product. Um, you know, we had a couple of good laughs and he just said, hey, man, if we end up acquiring it, will you come work for us? Um, I know you. I trust you. We got good history, you know, sales, marketing. We kind of need that stuff. You know, small business, but we got to grow. We, we need to kind of get connected and do this stuff. And uh, so they took a couple of months and I don't know, uh, sometime around Christmas a couple of years ago, he called me and said, hey, 
deals closed, we got the company, you know, when you going to start. So that kind of uh, kicked things off on how I got here. And, you know, my job, you know, more than anything, like they like to joke that I'm the hockey guy, but really it's, it's about sales. It's about marketing. It's about kind of keeping our head around product development, you know, talking to the people in the community, you know, the, the players that are using it, the coaches that are using it, networking and seeing we have an interactive, you know, training thing and we've got patents around it. What, yeah. what can we do? What can we help with hockey training? What else can we do with sport training? Well, Andy, and, uh, I, Andy, I would like to think that they just thought that we would get along. You know, I just really thought, you know, I'm getting along with you. Great. I really wish, uh, even if we don't record, if you come down here, we, uh, we need to get together, but no, I, I think that's what it was. I think they were like, well, this, this is our hockey guy, but, uh, he's a nice guy. You're a nice guy, you know? Uh, so hopefully that's where it came from. I, I, you know, I think all of that stuff, and like I said, just on the sports stuff, I really do think, um, Rick and I have kind of joked about it. I think hockey players and golfers, you know, as professionals, yeah. are some of the most down-to-earth, normal people you'll ever meet. And oh, yeah, yeah. I've had, I mean, there are prima donnas, sure. Yeah. But when you look at them in bulk, man, those are those are two great sports. And Rick and I got to spend a lot of time in both of them. And I'll tell you, you know, from talking to you, right, it's just having a conversation, having fun, talking about some things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's good industry. And I would say nearly everybody I've been connected with some of them that have well within their rights to just be high and mighty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. I've had some guys that, you know, hockey royalty and all that, and they, they look at it and they apologize to you, yeah. you know, for being late or for not doing something for you. And it's, it's really refreshing. And yeah. so it's awesome to be, you know, in, in an environment like this, sports is awesome to just talk about, um, and so I, I do think it is, it's, it's great to be a part of this and yeah. so excited to kind of see where this product takes us. Well, no, and I, I've had a chance to talk to, uh, you know, quite a few people that have, uh, you know, either been professional athletes or, uh, very good, uh, at their sport, most of the time hockey. Um, but mm-hmm. I think one of the good things that I can say about golf and hockey, even though I'm not a good golfer is that both of those sports take so long and so much patience to get good at and even just being decent and either one of them takes a lot of work. So like Mm -hmm. if you're a professional that takes a whole lot of work, but it's still like, if you see a guy that has either played competitive or can even just skate around and and get on his own, know that that guy has probably put in so much work into his training or just skating or it's just both of those sports, I think linked together, not just because of a hand eye coordination, but it just takes persistence of just you know because a lot of us started when we were really young like i started when i was five or six but it's like i can't remember starting but it would have been more uh frustrating for me i feel like at an older age you know Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things to where if you're playing golf you're playing hockey you know you push through some things because they're both kind of uh difficult They, they both try and come back at you it is funny it's um i love how people always talk about hockey it's you know, how difficult it is. I mean, yeah. part of me thinks that basketball players are some of the best athletes on the planet. I think hockey rivals that, if not because, like they say, first you have to learn how to skate. Because yeah. every other sport, you're running. We all know how to run and we all know how to walk. Yeah. First, you got to skate. Yeah. Then you can try and do this. And you're doing it at high speed. Yeah. Um, the, the the speed that these players go at nowadays. Yeah. Is insane, right? Especially when we go back and watch, you know, video from the original six in black and white. Oh Bobby yeah, Norman, yeah, yeah. Up and Gordy Howe. Yeah. They are going so slow. Goalies, like you think, like oh, oh, yeah, I guess stand up. They didn't have masks. Yeah, stand, stand up, stand up goalies. I always tell people that haven't watched uh, uh, hockey or that aren't aware of hockey or you know that they should go to a game because they don't realize how fast everything is moving. And that that's yeah. the, that, that, that's what, and that, I think that's when people really come to it. They're like, Oh, this is a whole thing. This is because when you watch it on TV, I mean, you watch Connor McDavid on TV and you can tell he's fast, but you watch him in person. Whoo. Oh he, fl- he fly. Like it's a, whoo. That's a the whole first time that it really, really hit me is I went down to a Red Wings game and saw, uh, Mario Lemieux up close. Oh yeah. Oh man. And right, I mean, how much bigger he was. I mean, he was like a linebacker. Six, five, I mean, Compared six, to everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it was 
it was so cool. I mean, since then, I mean, we've been blessed in Detroit, you know, with Pavel Datsuk and Fedorov, seeing Fedorov fly around the ice. Well, I'm, uh, but I, Lemieux was different in the body size he had. Well, and Andy, I, I hate, I hate, because we're getting close to the end of this episode now, so I'm really not trying. To, oh, I was going to bring this up if you didn't. I, I know where you're going. I'm a Colorado Avalanche fan. <laughs> I when I when, I heard when, that in one of your podcasts. when they when they were literally, I, I think the, the funny part is now I think the cops would have been called. Like if it was today, if we're looking back on the old series. Oh, gotcha. The old series, there was blood on the ice. There, everybody was fighting. Everybody was suspended. Uh, but it didn't make it. I still left that whole thing with a great appreciation for the Detroit Red Wings. And I'll probably delete this episode. We're probably gonna have to delete, delete the whole thing now. But you know what I mean, like because you know the it's over now. But you know oh, yeah. it, the the relate because that was the last whatever you want to call it old cowboy, old school hockey of it being yeah. almost outside the law because what they were doing to each other was not within the rules of like, you know, U.S. law. I mean, right. And it was like, you know, it was it was so amazing when you kind of go back through the story and how that genesis, it's like I think the Red Wings, the Red Wings were the cause. Yeah. I, I of think the rise of the avalanche by getting Patrick Waugh, shelling Patrick Waugh, yeah. his coach not pulling him, and him demanding a trade from yeah, oh, right away. Say so you never play another game. So, yeah, and it's a re- so it's a Red Wings fault for building yeah. a dynasty in Colorado by shipping Patrick Waugh. Now yes, you know yes, Joe Sackick, yeah, yeah, Adam Foot, yeah, know, yeah, Drury, yeah. I mean, guys that we love love to hate. Yeah, but but, um, the, but the thing is, we're 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 more removed from it now. But that was such a huge part of hockey lore. Like, there's nothing uh, like that. And and yeah. I, I to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of split on this. But I almost feel like kids should understand what that series was, or even go and watch the series and yeah. understand what the game used to be. Not just right. It was three or four years. Oh, oh no, um, multiple years. Like, but but was, if you if you wanted to to gain the attention of oh. a young child and be like, hey, watch this series right here. Yeah. Like, you know. They're, All they're, right. So, a question for you: Where were you um, the night that the goalies fought? And I was you know, at my I was at my dad's house. I can remember it vividly because he had his buddies over and everybody was super excited. Patrick Wall was my favorite player at the time. Uh, I, I grew up playing goalie. I wore 33 for him. Uh, I was a wall fan in Montreal before he came down uh, to play in Colorado. But yes, I can remember being around my dad and all my dad's buddies. Cause I was like, I can't remember nine. Yeah. Ten. I was young, but uh, I, I just, I, it was like a rush of emotion. Cause I never seen anything like that. But I also felt like, are my guys going to get hurt? Because it yeah. was like, I never seen anything like that. Like there were people I just was, getting like tossed yeah. around, like bloodied, you know, it was, I had not seen anything like that. It was, it was so crazy. And the problem for me was I didn't see that for months because right. We didn't have DVR. I didn't have the stuff. I was yeah. out on a ski trip with buddies in Colorado. <sighs> they it. were all from Chicago. They're all Blackhawks fans. We get off the ski hill we turn on the TV and it's just right. You got 12 guys sleeping in a small cabin. Yeah. We turn on the TV and Colorado's blowing us out. And what the first period and a half. Oh yeah. And everybody's like, we got to take a nap before we, go. we turn off the TV. Yeah. But we turn off the TV. There's no internet, have no idea. Nobody's texting me and telling me what the score is. I have to make a conference call the next day. So I drive to the payphone at the bottom of a basin mm-hmm. by myself at whatever seven in the morning, I'm listening to the Colorado Avalanche morning show oh. and talking about the game. And all I'm doing is sitting there getting so fired up that we won, you know, <laughs> yeah. which was awesome. But then so pissed off that my buddies made me turn it off and missed the whole game. And then it took, you know, two, uh, three months until they showed it again during the summer, like a replay. But I, I think you could go back and watch it now and probably get, but oh. I watched, I mean, cause you're right. I think a lot of times people don't understand that you had to watch things when they happened. 
Like, you know, yeah. cause I, I, you know, I was there, my dad was there, all, you know, his buddies were there or whatever. Um, but I was a huge, uh, avalanche fan at the time that that happened. And especially yeah. seeing, you know, Wa come out cause Wa fought Vernon and Osgood at yeah. different times, yep. like at two, yeah. two totally. So he, as soon as that happens, like, Oh, he's going to go, he's going to, uh, he's going to make that work there. But I uh, mean, those guys, those guys were like Bill Lambert. I mean, I, if they were on my team, I would have loved all of them. Oh, but, they, yeah, yeah, there's no hated there's, Adam Foot. Hated. I mean, I like uh, Joe Sackick. I respect Forsberg. Yeah, was a beast. Yeah, um, and fun to watch. Yeah, but uh, I gotta. I, I'm like listening to Wah. Some of his quotes. What was it with Jeremy Roenick? I can't hear you. I have two rings. Two rings in my ears. Oh, I can't hear. Uh, because well, Roenick said something about his jock being in the stands. He was like, oh, he's, a, he's like, oh, it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I could, I could, but part of me. That's part of why I liked Wah. I think a little bit is because yeah. he just because at the time he was the best and he had the stats to prove it. He had yeah. like he was like he was, Dora might be the only one that like yeah yeah. So, if no, you were but, taking a draft right now, but both of them had a huge career. Like oh, you but take any one of them. But they're like they're, they're but they're like one and two. You know what I mean? And you yeah. could argue, but I don't. I don't think or I wouldn't argue that either one of them are not one or two. Like right. I, 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 yeah, I could, I couldn't make that, especially in today's game. You can go back and look at, uh, older, you know, goaltenders, which did a whole lot, but yeah, Jock play and all that, but, that. but it was just a different game. Cause like they weren't having to stop, you know, when you had the flat blades, like that wasn't that, yeah. it, you know, the, as soon as you realize that they could put it top corner, you know, the you know, game trying to kind of change a little bit. But, uh, anyway, uh, well, Andy, we're coming up to the end here. And uh, there is a uh, a special. I you said you listened to a couple episodes, so I don't know if I'm. Yeah, so- I listened to the Al Secord one, which I really enjoyed. Oh, I, Al, a couple of oh man, Al, Al Al's great. Al was uh, it might be one of my favorite ones. Al was a Al was yeah. a good guy. Um, but we have a thing towards the end. It's called a shout out. And uh, okay. do you need me to explain the rules to you, or? Uh, I don't remember. If, I remember you saying that there was a shout out, but I don't. I know I usually explain them. The I I usually just ask for you know uh, nobody's ever said no don't explain the rules because i always explain the rules uh but anyway so the rules are that you have to put something out into the universe that is positive um it could either be a mantra a thought it could be people um it could be a sound it could be anything that nobody would walk away from and say i'm negatively affected by that so it has to be just be anything positive so I will. I'll, I'll give you two things. Yes. One of them. Two. It's um, one of my cousins, unbelievable woman. You know, she she passed away. She fought cancer for about twenty years. Yeah. But um, her goal was to just make sure she could raise her kids. She did that and a little bit more. But she basically just instilled in her kids, and her mantra was "attitude is everything." Yep. And I think that's something right that that pushes people through so many things job, you know, friendships, school, practicing hockey. I mean, attitude can really take you long places. And it's, it's unbelievable. My cousin Meg was able to do, you know, with that mindset. Um, She was an incredibly accomplished woman in her own right, you Mm -hmm. know, in business as a mom and all that, but you know, how she tackled that was kind of beyond belief. Man, but that's Um, like ultimate strength. Yeah. Yeah. That's ultimate strength. So that's, you know, like you said, as far as putting something good out into the universe, I think my cousin Meg, you know, does a solid job and had a good reason. I think as far as a a shout out, another thing, just maybe thinking about hockey um, and what I had done and you kind of saw, you know, the most enjoyment I've gotten out of hockey has probably been coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeing my kid, like one, right? It's great being on the bench. You get to kind of hang out with your kid, have that experience. Seeing him, but then also seeing, you know, I used to pick, you know, our teams, you know, when we're going through a house, I'd pick on the kids I like and the parents I liked. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. So it's the, the way you do it and you know, life. A, really good group, a core group of families that stuck together for about eight years. And it was pretty amazing watching the kids as they developed from five, six, seven year olds to 13, 14, 15 year olds. And knowing they're getting better, right? You see it on yep. the ice. Mm-hmm. But as a dad and a coach, you kind of stand there and they skate around you and you're thinking, oh, they're pretty fast. Um, I had the good fortune of uh, a couple times, I played in a, a pickup league right after uh, a practice sheet we had. 
And sometimes they need extra players. And so my son and a couple of his buddies would come out. And it was pretty eye-opening at about age 14 when it was like, oh, you're really fast. <laughs> you're a lot faster than your old. I'm smarter than you. I know where to go and I'm going to score more goals. But you guys are way more talented than me. Um, and to get into that position to kind of have that, you know, eight, 10 years of experience with all that stuff, my wife is the one who pushed me into coaching. Um, like I told you, I grew up playing pond hockey. I didn't know what an outside edge drill was. I yeah. couldn't, you know, teach a kid anything, but Hey, you have the resources with USA hockey and all that other stuff. And my wife just said, you're going to regret it if you're not part of it. Um, she got into soccer coaching. She ran the world cup venue in Detroit, mm -hmm. uh, knew nothing about soccer and was kind of told the same thing by a mentor. Coach your kids. You'll never regret it. You'll learn a lot about yourself. You'll learn a lot about the sport. You know, it'll be great. And, uh, you know, I got to give my wife a lot of credit for a lot of things, but that was a very cool thing where she knew from coaching the older boys in soccer um, and just said, you got to do this, you know, step up. You got the time to figure it out, you know, and uh, and you'll be rewarded down the, the, the path. So, well, no, that's uh, that's really good. Uh, Andy, as long as she just didn't want you out of the house, I think that that's the uh... now <laughs> I, you can call her and ask her if that was might hey, have to have a separate house. I get three hours every morning, <laughs> you know, on the weekend to myself. Oh, no. Well, no. Hey, but I'm sure that uh, I'm joking, but I'm sure that uh, all, all that was correct. But uh, no, it's good. Um, but but you found uh, you found success or you found uh, a community within within the sport of hockey. Am I am I wrong? Absolutely. Right. I think we all say, it. you know, I have golf buddies. Yeah. I see them sometimes in other places of life, but I have hockey buddies. I've yeah. got hockey buddies from my beer league, but I've got, you know, hockey families. And, yeah. You know, what's awesome is my wife and I probably have, you know, three families that once our kids are long gone and in college and all that, we'll still make a time to get together and yeah. it'll be the hockey. Well, so, uh, well, and that, and that's awesome. And it's, uh, it's, it, it's like, uh, if anybody doesn't know, but, that's the way that it usually works. Like, uh, my mother, uh, she lives up in, uh, Tulsa, uh, but she's still in regular communication with a lot of our old hockey families, like ki yeah. ki kids that I grew up playing with. She's still friends with their moms. We haven't played hockey together in 15 yeah. years, but they've gone out telling you about marriages. And oh, oh and no. Oh, but, but, but well, here's the thing. We haven't played hockey together in 15 years, but they've been going out to lunch every you know week for, you know, it's one of those where like they ended up being more uh, family, not to say I don't know those uh, people, but we just don't live around each other. Uh, but anyway, it's yeah. a it's a crazy community. And uh, to be honest with you, Andy, that's the reason that we have this show is because it's uh, it's just a good community podcast that is about the game and the, and the sport. And I just uh, I really thank you uh, for coming on. And I uh, I think Super Deakers are awesome. I um, I I've used them. I think they're great. Um, but you're great. And, uh, I love all the people I've talked to so far from your company. I appreciate that. We, uh, right. It's, it's nice doing business with good people. Uh, we got a great group, you know, down in Dallas and like I said, meeting you one, thanks for having me. Uh, letting us just kind of shoot the breeze just about hockey in general and also talk about. about or product, but it'll, it'll be fun to meet you in person one of these days. Hey, uh, well, next time you end up down in the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area, bring your gear. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Bring your gear. Cause we're going to be, uh, we're going to be skating a little bit, but, uh, we'll be good to go. Well, uh, anyway, I guess it's time for my shout out because Andy, I am not, uh, I have to do the shout outs too. I do one every week and, uh, my shout out, uh, is actually going to be for my father. Uh, my father, uh, just recently moved from Vermont, uh, where he was managing a rink, uh, to Colorado, where he is uh, now managing another rink. Um, that rink is in Grand Junction. Uh, I don't yeah. know the name of the rink, but uh, anyway, he uh, he has been living in the area for about a month or so now. Um, but the Grand Junction rink itself, if anybody wants to look, uh, it has a cool kind of backstory. Uh, they've been shut down. They're not even operational now, um, but they had a bunch of, uh, or I should say a couple supporters come in and uh, decide that that rink was important and they donated to that rink. And now that rink will be operational uh, shortly. Uh, I think in the next yeah. six months, something like that. So it just shows you that people that are serious about uh, 
uh, hockey always, uh, always find a way. Uh, but anyway, yeah. that's my shout out. My shout outs for my dad and for Grand Junction, uh, Colorado and for the people that donated and uh, for uh, Super Deaker. Super Deaker has been great. Uh, Andy, you've been great. This is actually, I don't do a lot of ones uh, over the, whatever you call it, Skype, whatever we're doing. Uh, but this yeah. has been very pleasant. Like I almost feel like you're kind of right here in my uh, apartment here. So I appreciate it. It is funny with technology nowadays. You can even be in the same thing, but you're recording in different rooms for sound quality. Like, yeah, but I've, I've always felt like, and before we go, Andy, I always felt like I've done this a couple times before, but there's always kind of like a disconnect. But for some reason, you, I feel like you're like right there. I just, I don't know. I like you're Andy. I feel like we're friends now. So Adam, good to hear. It's been super enjoyable. And unfortunately, we're probably just getting all this practice of Zoom and yeah, teleconference. <laughs> we're just getting too good at it. But we got to get we're, back in person. We got to get on the rink. We're too good. We're too good. Hey, bring your stuff. And uh, uh, real quick, Andy, I just have one more little list to shout out. It's, yeah. the, it's the Matt Taylor list. Uh, you can check us out on faceoffspotpodcast.com. I'll say that one more time. Faceoffspotpodcast.com. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on all those good things. So check us out there. Um, check out Super Deaker. Andy, can you hit us up with a website or for Super Deaker or an address? Pretty straightforward. It's superdeaker.com. So I, did, super, I didn't want to make an assumption. And then, yeah, and then D-E-K-E-R. Superdeaker.com. So, so you guys got there quick. Superdeaker.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Andy, I uh, appreciate you as always. And uh, uh, everybody that's listening, uh, go check out superdeaker.com.